a powerful temporal storm is raging outside. And I know that that means summer is almost here. Time to break out the turtle tanks. It's time for me to slink off and stay cool for the next couple of months. I have plans to do a little leisure travel and to do some personal reflection on various beaches and international waterways. Will I slip through into a time sphere and visit the future? Maybe. Will I meditate on the vibrations from other realities while ignoring real problems in this one? Probably. Will I eat fair foods and regret it later? Definitely. But before I go, we have our season finale episode to bring to you. So let's open up that portal and for the final, maybe, <laughs> time this season, let's pay a visit to The Deep Night. Gibson, Chanel Ali, Taylor Ortega, Sam J, Lily Stein, Faria Khan, Sarah Violet Bliss, Addie Wyrich, Allison Huntington Chase, Sam Taggart, Karen G, Hallie Haas, Fumi Abe, Laura Kraft, Anita Flores, Erica Bradbury, Irene Morales, Janine Garofalo, Rose Eveleth, Peter Noctreve, John Walansky, and Brian Perkins, The Templeton Philharmonic, Sereni Weirasekera, Maria Dizia, Katie Hannigan, X Mile, Vera Sola, Carrie Whitmer, Tori Telfer, Remy Casimir, Shayna Feinberg, Jenny Gorlick, Amina Amani, Todd Berry, Monroe Martin, Mario Mira, Ann Carr, Emily Winter, Natalie Alcar, Brian Yang, Paco Romaine, Griffin Newman, Emmy Blotnick, Lindsay Broad, and Samus. Oh, now those are all not me, but they are the wonderful guests who have made this 11th season of Deep Night with Dale such a fun and memorable one. Hello, friends. It's me, Dale Shiver, and I'm so happy to bring you the conclusion of our 11th season with a special live season finale episode recorded at the Slipper Room in New York City. Oh, what a time we had of it. Now, before we get to that, rounding out 10 years of the show, 11 seasons means that we've done more than 300 episodes, welcomed hundreds of talented guests like the folks I just mentioned. And this season, we were joined by the Deep Night Dancers, Lillian and Audrey, who were just spectacular all season and a joy to work with. We had music at the live shows by a variety of great musicians, including Cornelius Loy, Shana Dunkelman, Agouti, and Cushions. And on the show you're about to hear, uh, we were visited by a Seaver family member making her Deep Night debut, and it was terribly exciting, so listen for that. And uh, listen, for you, dear listener... My fellow denizens of the deep night, I thank you. Thanks for all the kind words, the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for sticking with me for another season as we continue to figure things out and bring you creative perspectives on this world and the world that lies beyond. So let's go now to this real fun show and uh, hear from all of our guests. Now, uh, to be honest, I knew in advance that there was some issue with The Tick, this television show that Griffin's involved in. And now I just encourage you to go ahead and follow the hashtag SaveTheTick and, and, and try and see if we can't uh, lend some support to that effort to keep the show uh, in a, on the air in some kind of new way and uh, perhaps get me a role as a spiritual advisor <laughs> or an extra. I'd be fine with an extra. And Emmy Blotnick's new album, Party Nights, is out now. Uh, in the Dark is on the CW. Uh, Samus is touring constantly, has her music out there, a podcast. So uh, please, as with all of our guests, track them down, uh, uh, find them, uh, and, and support the work that they do, because that's uh, a big part of why this show exists. So here we go to our live season finale episode. Enjoy.
the Deep Night Dancers, everybody. Oh, yes. Give it up for them. And we have a new addition to the dancers here tonight. The littlest one. Uh, how are you? Good. Good. This is uh, my niece's daughter, uh, Baby Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> we're so excited. You say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. Okay, that's enough. And uh, now, uh, of course, we, we laugh at home, don't we, uh, whenever you come by, because uh, I uh, inadvertently named you uh, Pepsi. I thought I was filling out a drink order. Turns out that was your birth certificate. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you're named after a soda. But as I understand it, uh, you have grown uncomfortable with the baby Pepsi name. You want to change your name. And what do you want to change it to? Kid Pepsi. I'm not a baby. Kid, Kid Pepsi. Okay, you're not a baby. No, Kid Pepsi. All right, that, that squares with me. All right, well, Kid Pepsi, you did great in the day. Didn't she do great? Yeah. yeah, well, you got a real future in this. Kid Pepsi it is. Uh, you want to stay around? You want to do the rest of it? Okay, well, go, go make yourself small. And uh, hide back there by the fairman, and we'll share that. Deep Night Dancers uh, with uh, Kid Pepsi now. And Audrey and Lillian over there, too. Lillian finally moved out of our place and now lives above a sub shop. And uh, Audrey got engaged, so everything's going great for the dancers. <laughs> My tide lifts all boats while I stay down at the, bo down at the bottom. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, well, hello, uh, friends. Welcome. I'm Dale Shiver, and I'm your host uh, for the deep night. Thank you. Thank you. And this is so amazing. We're celebrating uh, the end of our 11th season. How about that? 11 seasons, 10 years. Not sure how math works, but uh, <laughs> we're here. And if there's one thing that I've learned from these 10 years of interviewing people, then assuming a really deep friendship with them, liking all their posts on Instagram, inviting myself over for impromptu pasta dinners, and encouraging them to get a, one of those pull-out sofas with a memory foam pillow top so that I could spend the night, is that we're all the same. We're all the same, all of us, aren't we? We're all the same. In this time of differences, I think it's important to focus on the ways in which we are alike, right? And we're all the same. We're all doing things that are exactly, exactly the same. For instance, we all put on our turtlenecks the same way, right? <laughs> we step in through the neck hole, and we pull it up over our ample torsos. We all wax our bald spots, wherever that may be for you. We all crave living in tiny places, right? It's like gives us such energy uh, to live where you can hear everything that's happening. And then sometimes when we leave those apartments, we have to rush back in and check that we've unplugged our Himalayan salt lamps because we don't want a salt fire. We're all the same. We all do the same things is my point, right? We all, uh, we all secretly like the smell of secondhand smoke. The, uh, the sound of hands on jeans bothers us. Same with socks on carpet. We're not that different. All these similarities that we, that we share. It gives me great comfort to know that some of you uh, also look at those hymns subway ads and start to think, mm, maybe my dingle dangle is like a cactus. Right? Maybe that's what it is. There's probably a lot of ways in which that's happening. What does that company sell? Does anybody know? <laughs> no, we don't know. Plants? Gloves? 
I don't know, toxic masculinity? Something's going on there. And we can't be sure. And we can't be sure because we're all alike. We all think alike, don't we? We're all exactly the same person. Literally, some of you will uh, wake up tomorrow and be me. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but that is due to an ancient curse and something that I whispered into a pouch of crystals that an elderly witch was wearing. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes we need a break. <laughs> and after 10 years, it's me, and sometimes we have to turn to dark magic to get a little release. So enjoy me. I know I did. Uh, uh, tonight we're going to focus on a lot of the commonalities that uh, we all share, and I'm thrilled to bring you such a big show. Let's get started, shall we? Oh. Speaking of someone who is almost my twin, Cornelius Loy is here. You guys, oh wait, you want to come up and say something? Not yet, not yet. It's okay. I know. We're all alike. We're all thinking about things. Hold on, don't jump the gun. Right now it's Cornelius's moment, because look at him playing that thing. Gosh, you just want to give him the space. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dale, how are you? <laughs> Good, Cornelius. Good, you give him a little space and he takes it. Uh, Cornelius is great. Uh, of course, we are kind of twinsies, aren't we? Uh, yeah. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How good. are you today? Good. Now, I gather you've got some travel coming up? I do, yeah. Where are you going to go? I'm going to Greece for a wedding. I'm going to the island of Hydra. Oh, yeah. wow. That sounds lovely. Giant sea monsters there. Yes, I bet. So, Many headed. Also, headed. There's, uh, there's no cars, so we'll have to ride donkeys. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you, I've ridden a donkey in my life before, <laughs> and that can be pleasurable. So that's great. You're going to have a lot, of, a lot of fun up there. Yeah. Narrow streets on donkeys. Gosh, that sounds dreamy. Will you bring the theremin, will you? This is the first time I'm going to leave theremin at home, unfortunately. Oh, that would be sound spirit. I'll so nice on the games. back of a donkey. It would yeah. be. It would be. <laughs> it would be. Well, listen, Cornelius, I'm glad you're here. Uh, you're going to you. stay with us all night. I, uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's why you pay him after the show. All right, Cornelius, uh, would you mind playing me a little sitting-down music? Something low and slow, like how I wish they had resolved all of the character arcs on Game of Thrones instead of smashing it together in six episodes, which makes me feel like I wasted eight years of my life watching the damn thing. <laughs> okay, let's go for it. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Cornelius. Cornelius Loy, everybody. On the theremin. Okay. Thank you. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Okay. My first guest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, my gosh. A wonderful actor, a podcaster. Uh, if he was a crystal, he'd be a green tourmaline. Uh, you, maybe you've seen him on Search Party or The Tick. Uh, please welcome Griffin Newman. Oh, from behind. Sometimes they startle us. The two entrances. Come around. It's okay. You can come, come around. That's all right. That's great. That's all right. I'm so sorry. That's all right. I'm thanks, so, thanks, dancers. So, so sorry. Thank you. Wonderful. That was great. Um, uh, can I, I just say, I've been having flashbacks yes. uh, watching uh, uh, Cornelius work. And I, I had pushed this out of my memory because it was a... Uh, a bad experience. Uh oh, no. yeah. Um, but the first uh, real acting job I ever had 
was for a uh, pilot uh, about the evils of the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, my. Uh, that was directed by Academy Award winner Tim Robbins. Wow! Uh, and I sounds like a prestige vehicle. It was it was a very prestige pre prestige TV show. Yeah, and um, the, it was centered around a main family that that ran this Pfizer type dynasty. Yes, and there were two children on the show, mm-hmm. and after several rounds of really tough thorough casting. Uh, Tim Robbins cast his two children as the two children on the show. <laughs> they really they searched far and wide. <laughs> Sounds like every it. cover, every nook, every <laughs> cranny. And I I got hired to play the son's stoner friend. Yes. See, this is you know kind of the dramatic irony of the show. Yeah. Is that they sell legal pharmaceutical drugs? I see. His son. Not so legal. That's right. Arguably pharmaceutical. Always has to find his own path. Smoking the wacky tobacco. Yeah. So I got hired to play the, the uh, son's friend, and they were supposed to have a band together. Yeah. And they kept on, during the audition process, asking me, do you play any instruments? And I didn't realize, and you know this now, you've been doing this show for 10, 10 years, 10 11 years. seasons. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Uh, in show business, what you're supposed to do is uh, lie. Uh, all the time about everything. That's right. This is how everyone else operates. <laughs> yes. This is sort of the status quo. Just lie flagrantly right. to everyone's face. If you ever touch the saxophone, you play the saxophone. Of course. Yes. And so they said, are you sure you don't play any instruments? And I was like, yeah, no, don't, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. And they kept on like asking, like they want to hire you, but they need someone who plays an instrument. And I was like, too bad, I don't play anything. <laughs> And they somehow hired me in spite of that. And then they said, is there anything you can fake playing? And I went, I don't know, the theremin? And then everyone laughed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ten days later, yeah. I showed up on set and there was a theremin. Wow. And I had to but, play it. But now, uh, uh, thank you, Cornelius. Thank, thank you. you. Thank We're, you. I think that's good. You can't uh, fake that song. I had to. I had to fake. I had to fake doing that. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You got to be careful when you, you know, with the theremin players, they get a little touchy. Big blow. But um, yeah. Why would you suggest the theremin out of everything to play? Here's the thing. Like a I, recorder or a, I thought a, a it was harmonica. Funny. You thought it was funny. I thought it was you funny. You thought they would never bring this in. It was a joke. I was yeah. not making an, a genuine suggestion. No. I no. said, I cannot play anything. And they said, nothing. And I went, I don't know, Fairman? No, right. I don't know. Sure. No. And then they went, ha but we're not going to do that. <laughs> and then 10 days later, I showed up, and they went, here's your theremin. Yeah. Yes. Sounds like a loose operation all the way around. Right. And the, and the show was not picked up to series. Shocking. And I hold myself single-handedly responsible <laughs> for that one scene where I had to fake playing a theremin. Were you in like a garage band, but you had the theremin? It was just you that alone That was the idea. The it was one guitar, one theremin. <laughs> like all the cool kids <laughs> Sure. <laughs> one of those classic two-hand yeah. band setups. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke up and get that theremin going. Um, But now, uh, Griffin, last time I saw you, we Uh were in a basement in San Francisco. Yes, yes. And our eyes met. One of these. One of these. And then we looked away. We we, we said nothing. (laughs) That's right. But we we kind of acknowledged that, oh, I might know that guy. And then nothing happened. Is that a typical interaction for you? It's the most typical interaction for me. It is the most typical interaction for me. I, I think my single greatest... Uh, kind of uh, social anxiety is making that move and having the other person go, I have no idea 
who you are. We yeah. do not know each other. We have never met. Right. Because I don't like the thing where you have to explain to someone, like, hey, we met, like, five years ago. Yeah. So we had the thing, and yep. then I didn't say anything, and you didn't say anything, and I was That's like, right. I guess I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> and right. then a couple weeks later, we spoke online. That's right. And we were like, we were in, both in that basement yep. and made eye contact and then That's pointedly right. looked the other way, right? <laughs> That's right. We both had the same sort of inner monologue of like, I guess I should just... That's right. Actually, right. We're all the same is my point. We're all That's the what same. we're talking we're all the same. about. We're all the, you uh, also faked knowing how to play a theorem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I did. You did? <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is I did. I met the lady that was the, this is a, it, but uh, sure. the no, granddaughter yeah. of the uh, inventor of the theremin. Uh-huh. Lydia I was in, That's right, Lydia. Uh, I w- you think I'm making it up, but I'm not, because Cornelius backs me up on this. Uh, yes, Lydia, uh-huh. uh, a wonderful player, and okay. she, she, she played. Now, it wasn't a high-stakes thing. I just sure. said, oh, I'd like to, like, I'll play it. Right. You know, that kind of thing. I stepped forward into it. You know, I wasn't saying, hey, <laughs> I know your grandfather invented this. <laughs> let, me, right. let me give this a whirl. Right. Wait till you hear this. Yes. You know, it wasn't that kind of deal. Right. It wasn't, but I, I did, you know, kind of uh, fake my way through it. Uh-huh. Anyhow, uh, Griffin, uh, looking at people yes. and staring at people. I time. had the thing happen to me the other day where someone was sketching me on the subway. Have you had that happen? Oh, no, I haven't. I've watched it happen to other people. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky situation Very to be tricky. in because you want to uh, look. Yes. And one, you want to know if it's any good. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. then you don't want to look because you don't want to ruin the pose. Right. You know, it's a lot to be put on me because I respect the arts. Do you and feel so, like you were doing that thing? Because I feel like if people are taking candid photos, yeah. I try to take as much control of my pose as I can <laughs> yes. while acting like I don't know they're taking a photo of me. <laughs> I just right. try to s- slightly catch the light or whatever it That's is. That's right. And yeah. just adjust. So were you sort of trying to not ruin the composition as it were, but maybe try to remove a chin, you know, I did one of these. Out. I did one of you these did crosses. One of I did those. a foot cross. You gotta. I strengthened a little bit. You must. I pulled in a little. You might clench Felt the, jaw. the face muscles mm-hmm. tighten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gave a little eyebrow. Yeah. As I did. Do you know the one someone was telling me? That there's a way to, to do this sort of uh, eye lift. You can do, it's almost like nature's facelift. You can pull, I'm not doing it right now. I don't yeah. know how to do it. <laughs> but there's a way to sort of yourself doing pull, it? pull those back. In the same way that you would clench the jaw and tighten that. There's a way to do this kind of with the eyes. I think that's is it. That's it? what I heard about. <laughs> it feels that good. That is, in fact, the look that I, I've heard about. Yes. I feel much I younger. I think that's You look much younger. It's very flattering. Yeah, it is. So you're doing that face on the subway. <laughs> on the subway. Yeah. Uh, of course, yeah, somebody right. would want to draw that. Now, uh, of course, we have a lot in common. As I understand it, you also had a kind of overprotective mother. Yes. Yes, that is true. Yeah. That is, I, uh, first child, or were you a first child? Only. Only. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like the, the second and the third broke it down a little for me. Yeah. I at least got the sort of satisfaction of, of them then coming back around to me and going like, we were a little too hard on you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a nice place to be. Right, which you yeah. were the one and only. So I was never it, got never that. got that, never wow. got any benefit of anything. Yeah. But, uh, I, but sometimes then people kind of interfere, you know? Like I had uh, some people kind of, did people do this to you where they kind of tell you to man up? You know, where they kind of, they, they, they want you to be a little bit something that you're not. Oh, yes. I'm not saying you need to man up or that no, you would have No, I appreciate have been, that. But I think yes. maybe we were similar in that way. Yes, kind of I sensitive was, kids, yes, protected yes. No, from I violence. Was, uh, 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 
Yes. Watching it, the Muppet Show. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was one of those self-fulfilling prophecy things where I would be told to man up, and then I would go, yeah, yeah, I agree. Let me just go to the bathroom quickly and then cry in the bathroom. <laughs> right. I have very visceral <laughs> memories through to, I don't know, my mid-20s of being told to man up. Yeah. And then yeah. going, like, totally, totally, let me just take a manly shit, and then just going and crying into a toilet. That really teaches people when you, when you take a dump. Yes. That's real manly. That's one of the most manly then, things. Then people know. Then you mean business. Know. You mean business. You well, mean I had a neighbor that was there, and he used to always and tell me. And that's what it sounds that, like. That yeah, is what it yeah, sounds like. Reliably there. Uh, I had a neighbor uh-huh. who used to chew tobacco. Okay. And he had the, the tank top and the suspenders. Sort of historically manly things. Oh, things yeah. coded as manly. Yeah, the crew yes. cut and all that kind of manly. stuff. Manly. And he'd tell me that I needed to have Hoboken stew to put hair on my chest. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what was one I got? I was working at a summer camp. Yeah. Uh, for the creative and performing arts, of course. Of course. <laughs> Very manly. Very manly. And uh, we went to uh, karaoke night at the local bar, Barrington's. And this is in, I mean, the real tough woods of Connecticut. Oh. Oh. And they had what they call laser karaoke. Oh. Now, why do you ask, was it laser karaoke? Yeah, why was it laser? Because he had one laser. <laughs> he had a little desk laser, and it would yeah. rotate around while the people were doing karaoke. Single point? No, it would rotate. Yeah, but oh, was one a, single. Yes, there was one single, single point. point. Not an array. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's nice. Uh, which I'm realizing now, what I just did with my mouth was uh, better than when I pretended to do the theremin <laughs> on camera for that show. Yeah. More successful. But um, I did, uh, uh, I, I don't know, I, I did some uh, song. Yeah. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, uh, What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Uh, something of that ilk. <laughs> yes. And then he gave me one of these. Uh-huh. The guy with sort of a sly smile. Yeah. And I was like, is this a man is going to share a man joke with me? Yes. Here I am at a bar. Always ready to receive the man a joke. A man is going to give me a man joke and I'm going to go, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah. I understand. I too am a man. Yeah. Uh, the acceptance I uh, so badly wanted. And he, he went like this, and he said, you know, I used to have a friend like you. And I was like, that's kind of a nice thing to say. Friend, it's yeah. a positive association. Yeah. I went, oh, really? Yeah. And he went, yeah, we beat the shit out of him. Oh. That's what he said to me. Sounds like he's not a good friend. Not a good friend. No. Not a good friend. And also, I just realized, not a good thing to say during a show. Everyone's very bummed out in the audience <laughs> right now. <laughs> But there was, it was that kind of thing of just like, uh, uh, well, hey, straighten up. Straighten up, pal. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we encounter up. this. We encounter this hair through our the, lives. Hair of the dog? I don't know. As yeah. creative people, we encounter yes. that kind of yes. thing uh, throughout our lives. But, of course, you, you can't complain or you can't uh, – you, you've shown your, your manliness on the show The Tick. You've really stepped it up there. I, I play a superhero. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's kind of inarguable. Yeah, big time. And you can't even argue that I played the least qualified, most neurotic. <laughs> no. Most no. emotionally vulnerable, Very. least stable superhero possible. It's still, you can't take that, that title away. <laughs> no, it's a very heroic. And uh, as being part of a sci-fi franchise, do you have mm-hmm. to go to comic conventions and that kind of thing? Just got back from one. Oh, how was that? Uh, just on uh, Monday night. Yeah. Uh, it was good. We were, we were in Houston, uh, Texas. Yeah. The, 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 the Lone Star State. Yes. Yeah. The state of the star. They like big things there. Huge. Yeah. Uh, it was got, good. They got a lot of lasers. T- so many. Yeah. Multi-directional. Yeah. Multi-directional. Multi-directional. Yeah. All over yeah. the place. 
uh, it was good. It was good. I like doing that. I mean, this is like what you're talking about. All these, all these environments where people tell you to to man up. Yeah. It's very nice to now professionally be demanded. Yeah. To attend the type of environment where I feel comfortable. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I don't even have to pretend <laughs> to bother with the other rooms. And they go, please come here. Here's a $20 bill. And I go, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do people dress up as you? As the character? I don't want to brag. At this most recent weekend in Houston, there was a dog that dressed up as me. <laughs> oh, that's got to be pretty there good. There was a dog yeah. with a little Arthur, little Arthur suit wings and the antenna. It was sort of part of a group costume. Yeah. And the humans in the group decide to play uh, the other human characters. Oh, nice. And then I was played by a small dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes you feel good. I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it makes me feel good. Yeah. Now, I've yeah. got some uh, years on you, Griffin, but when I used to go to Comic-Cons, they were not, uh, comics were not that popular. Yes, yes. You know? And so they would have to do comics and Star Trek. So right, it would right. combine the two right. and it would be like in an upstairs conference room in Philadelphia yeah. at a hotel <laughs> yeah. and it would be like three guys wearing homemade, you know, next generation outfits yeah. with one cardboard phaser shared between yeah. them and usually a woman named either Linda or Terry dressed as a Wookiee. I, I was talking about this just earlier today. Yeah. It's specifically the upstairs conference room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, A, they were only in the three or four major cities. Yes. I remember skipping parties in middle school to uh, get uh, uh, take a carpool with my friend who lived in. I grew up here in the city. My yes. friend grew up in Long Island. Yeah, and I would carpool with them to go to like these Philadelphia conventions or any what, uh, whatever the neighboring conventions were. But they were uh, very small. Yes, uh, not very clean. No. Uh, no sort of shininess to them. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like here's the thing that was very astounding to me, right? You, you'd go to these conventions. I did. They, they'd be hidden in the back room. Yes. The employees of whatever space it was at, right? Yep. No idea. They, they were rarely in a convention center. <laughs> they were almost always in a conference room of a hotel, as yes. you said, because yep. they weren't big enough to book the convention center. Right. And the employees, the security guards, would just like be like this. And the only people like sitting at the desks were like, this was like one of the guards from Star Wars, right? <laughs> right. This is like an imperial officer who has like one line. Like yeah. those were the only people doing the signings, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one, no yeah. one of any notes. No stars. So I no. go to this comic convention, okay? Yeah. It's called Comic Palooza. Yeah. And I'm not going to be literal. I'm not going to be a stickler to the word. I understand comic culture. It's bigger than that. It's not just going to be about the books. It's going to be about the shows, even if they're not based on it, the things that are in the genre, what have you, right? Yes. Yeah. But who do you think one of, I'll tell you who the four biggest, these were the crown jewels, Mount Rushmore, here are guests of honor for the convention, right? I'm in okay. my little booth. Yep. Sometimes someone walks up. Sometimes I sit around. I have a soda, right? Yep. Four booths were just lines all weekend. Who are they? Grant Gustin, star of The Flash. Pretty good. Check. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Then you had, uh, 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 what's her name? Yeah. Uh, uh, Khaleesi, Amelia Clark. Wow. Yeah. Natalie Emanuel. Yeah. From Game of Thrones. Big stars. Yeah. Big show. Yeah. Not based off a comic book, based off a fantasy novel in the realm. Totally fits. Yes. Totally fits. Who's the fourth star of honor? And I just cite above me above my castmates who are also on a show based off a comic book. Yes. Above, uh, I'm sitting across from a bunch of great voice actors from cartoon history, Rob Paulson, Maurice LaMarche. Sure. Incredible people, right? Who's the fourth biggest star of honor? That geek icon, that legend of, of nerd culture. Yes. Wilmer Valderrama. Wow. 
lines around the block. Now I go, this guy doesn't get to do this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to be protective. That's I don't want to be exclusionary. 70s show. That 70s show. I just go, yeah. this isn't your space. That's right. He you doesn't belong saying? there. You don't belong here. Did he do anything comic-wise? No. Uh, I mean, I, you know, one could argue Fez was a comic well, character. Well, no, no, comic no, relief. no one would argue that. Well, I said one could, not yeah. one would, but yeah. one could. One shouldn't. One shouldn't. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but it, but that is the weird thing now that they're hip enough yeah. that you don't even need to be a so-called uh, a nerd icon, right? You know, he just wanted some of that. Uh, and he dust, got it. He walked that, out. Uh, some garbage bags over his dazzle. shoulders. He walked yeah. out. Here's another thing I found that I'll say because I know this is a safe room. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, comic conventions, and this is why people like this do it. Yeah, the the Wilmer Valderramas of the rule yeah. world. Uh, big uh, tax loophole. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> This is a really fun thing that I'm just going to say to this room. Okay, you know it's being recorded. And, I and, do. Okay. And I right. want to say this very clearly okay. right into the red light yeah. right there. <laughs> I do not make enough money at these conventions to be able to exploit this loophole. Okay, good. And this is true. Yep. And I'm saying this right into the right red into light. Right into something, yep. What the conventions do is they go, hey, here's the guarantee. We're offering you this amount of money as a guarantee. This is the minimum we will pay you. Yeah. No matter what, you walk away with this amount of money. But you're sitting in a booth. The booth has a sign. It says, what, autograph $30, selfie $20, this and that, whatever, yeah, yeah. what have you. However much you sell, we're not keeping track of that. Sure. And so all people have to report on their taxes is the guarantee. Oh. That they were offered to get in there. Huh. And then at the end of the weekend, they just give you a bunch of cash. Wow. And they go, I don't know, we didn't count it. <laughs> Winky. <laughs> Winky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Now, once again, <laughs> red light, write down the red light. Yeah. I don't want to brag. Yeah. I don't want to brag. But for example, what I had to do was, yeah. in the last 45 minutes of the convention, they came up to me with a calculator and went, so you're this much under your guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, here are 800 photos. Can you speed sign these wow. so we can sell them off later to even out? So I don't have this issue of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hiding the money yeah. no, you from okay. the IRS. It, it kind of, you, you kind of owed a little bit there. I owed a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I <laughs> owed a little bit. sound like a great thing. I owed, not a great thing. <laughs> but, uh, well, listen, since we're talking about under yeah. the table, yeah. um, I, oh, I got oh, a thing literally. recently. Now, the, the, okay. the chick, uh, we, we were hoping for season three, and we don't yes. know what's going to happen. We but, don't know what's uh, going to happen. I, I want to uh, make a push here. Okay. Because now there's not, a, a, there's not an Arthur toy, is there? There isn't. I saw no. you have a little Funko Pop here. I have a little Funko Pop, but then I and also have tick the Funko, Funko uh, uh, Tick. Right. And then I have one here that is of me right. that they made. This is a... Mass-produced item. Mass-produced, licensed this is, uh, You can thing. get this I, at any hot This topic. brings in most of the money for the show. Of course. And uh, Little Dale there. But I just thought, you know, these two look real great together. They do. They I, look if, like a dynamic duo. They do. Yeah. But maybe if Arthur was here too, maybe oh. maybe what Arthur needs is kind of a spiritual guru, a little guide, somebody to like oh. get some crystals. And maybe this is, I don't want to pitch you, but maybe this it's would help show pitch. if Amazon is listening they or any other are. network. They definitely That maybe are. this is the thing that they're, they're missing that out on right now. To grant, like to let you process all the things that you're going through. Well, yes. I mean, and there's a lot to process. As there I think is, we've only started unpacking is. here. Yes. And I also think on the show, Arthur kind of functions as like a guru therapist to the other characters. Yeah. 
You know, because so you have a lot So who does he of, turn to? That's, I mean, this is season three. This is the Dale. arc of season three. This is what I'd like to see. Because we have the Tick, kind of doesn't get stuff. Arthur yep. has a process. Superion, who's like our Superman analog yep. in the show, yep. keeps on showing up at our apartment and asking for advice. Yep. You know, Arthur doesn't have anyone to, to turn to. Yeah. He needs some crystals. He need, yeah, he needs some. He needs some crystals. God, and I can just <laughs> see how good Arthur would look yeah, so next good. to so right here, these them. two. Well, listen, as we imagine this. Yeah. Can you stick around? Uh, gladly, yes, okay. my pleasure. It would be yeah. great. Uh, and then if something happens, I know you kind of play a sidekick on the show, or yeah. really the tick is your sidekick, but uh, if you can just kind of be yeah. up here, and then if you see something you want to talk about, if I just, punch just chime okay. in, okay. and we may or may not give you the mic to do that. But uh, uh, until then, um, uh, people should watch the tick on yeah. Amazon, yeah. streaming all the time. Two seasons streaming on Amazon right now. It's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Griffin Newman. Just fantastic. Thank you, sir. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. My next guest, uh, folks, is uh, one of the funniest stand-ups out there, a great writer. Uh, she was on The President Show. She was on a late uh, uh, show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, she's got a wonderful album called Party Nights, I believe. Please welcome Emmy Blotnick. There we go. There we go. There you are, Emmy. Thank you, dancers. Thank you, Cornelius. Uh, Emmy, how are you? I'm, I'm great. Great. The dancers are great. They're great. Yes. Everything's great. Now, it has been six years since you were last on this show. That's pretty wild. That's right. Well, get me up to speed. What's been going on, girl? Oh, boy. <laughs> Where to begin? Watch the haps. Uh, I've been collecting teas and bath salts um, <laughs> for bathing with, not for anything else yeah no well that seems in line with their function yeah yes, yes some people good. you know there was that guy who ate the guy's face and i feel like oh. he gave bath salt a terrible <laughs> rep I, i've been i, I see <laughs> yes that was unfortunate for bath salts yeah and for the greater bath salts community i'm part of it you know it's <laughs> right. my community right. now you like the bomb you like the bath bomb you like that kind of thing uh yes and no i have yeah. mixed feelings about the bath yeah. bombs because they fizz they turn the things colors the, the fizz and the colors are the good parts <laughs> the bad parts well back me up dancers the utis can we talk about it okay I'm, all right yep. well thank you three clapping people <laughs> if if you go heavy with the bath bomb like the you i've been cutting them up i've been chopping them up into quarters because if you sit in two how did we start with this i don't i don't know i don't know this is your passion <laughs> if you sit in a, an overly bombed bath, yeah. uh, your urinary tract doesn't like it. <laughs> wow. That's news you can use. Yeah, that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> Ten years of the show, that's the first helpful piece of information we've ever had. Thank you. That's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> now, in addition to all this relaxing and, uh, I guess, dealing with that kind of an issue, uh, you, you were on the, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert as a writer. Yes. And then you decided to say, forget it, I want to do stand-up. Uh, I, yes. You'd always I been doing stand-up. Forget it, but I, at some point I couldn't do both at the same time. Right. So now is I'm in phase two, yes. um, doing shows. Well, I think that's incredibly <laughs> exciting. And uh, I wondered what got you on that path to say, okay, I'm going to do this now. Were you meditating? Do you have a space in your apartment that you have kind of walled off and you just think about stuff? Uh, yes, exactly that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know me well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I have a space walled off where I think about stuff. And <laughs> I was in that space thinking. And I had a bunch of offers to go travel and do shows in weird new places. Yes. So I thought, 
I'll go do all of those and uh, deal with the mess of it when I have, you know what I mean? Just like, let's just do it. I'm a childless woman, so, and it doesn't cost very much to keep me alive. So <laughs> this is the time. The time is now. The world is yours. Yeah. And uh, you recently got back from Australia? Yes. Yeah, that how? was one of the good places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great there. Yeah, did you get a chance to see the country? I sure did. Yeah. I, uh, I saw, I went to two different animal habitats wow. and saw koalas that had, one of them had a butt infection. And a lot of them have was chlamydia. It was it sitting in the bath salts? I mean, he <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's been shopping too much at Lush. Uh, <laughs> that's a danger for koalas. Permission to punch in here with a follow-up question? <laughs> yes. Can you define what a butt infection is? I can only show you the photograph. <laughs> well, please don't. Okay. It's a radio show. You can imagine it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, if there were koalas have do, chlamydia. Do they react, though? Are they un- unhappy with having this, or do they just kind of go about the life, and you're like, oh, well, that one has an infection. But are they slowed down by it? I don't know. What's I the... I can't tell. I get, no. Koalas kind of have, like, resting miserable face, <laughs> which I really, it's, I identify with them so much. I love yeah. uh, any human or animal that just looks grumpy for no reason. That's, they're curmudgeons. They're you know, tree I used to have a little, a little koala toy. It just had, you, you squeezed it, and its little arms went out, and then it clipped onto you. It was probably just a binder clip wrapped in some kind of fur. But, gosh, that was a fun little toy I had. That sounds great. Yeah. 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 They they might be better as toys than as this is my point. Or, yeah, yeah. Def- I think sure. that's true of a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I met a kangaroo also. A, I met a, a kangaroo who was eighty in kangaroo years. Wow. Uh, her name is Crystal, and she's uh, going blind and has been through menopause. <laughs> that was the kangaroo. They were like, you can meet this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, but they were, were young kangaroos that were had you on a tour of like uh, infected animals or <laughs> afflicted animals. <laughs> How did, like, how did where you can end I up? I find <laughs> the animals that are the most like me. Uh, no, they, <laughs> they, uh, Here's the Suffering Animals Tour of Australia. I guess there were plenty of healthy animals, but they don't. Fe- it's not as exciting to tell you about. Well, you you Some gravitate towards, towards the ones that were, were having trouble. Yeah, that yeah. Those, I guess those were the ones that were memorable to me. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> great compassion. <laughs> Amy, you have great compassion for these creatures. Thank you. It's yeah. wonderful. Uh, so it was a good a good trip overall. Wonderful, yes. Yeah, the yeah. Australians are very good at animals and coffee and breakfast. Yes, yeah. Good things to be good at. Those are good things. You know, speaking of breakfast now, do you go in for all the all the kind of fancy lattes and things? Are you a matcha gal? You know, I, I like matcha very much, but I don't like matcha culture. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. wish we could remove the... the hullabaloo around matcha and yeah. just let it be a beverage. Right. It's just a green one. Yeah. yeah. But people make it like their whole personality. And some <laughs> yes. <laughs> and some people some people do the turmeric. Yes, I then like you the get, turmeric. Then you get the golden latte. Yeah. And there's something about gold foods that makes people feel like they can uh, uh, charge more for it. Right? Yes. Yeah, like you get the thousand right. dollar burger. Oh, it's got a gold bun. Yeah. Would yeah. you go up for something like that? I, if it were given to me, yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? No. If somebody yeah. was like, eat this gold, th- you do it. Yeah. But oh, yeah, sure. I don't know if that's where I'd, like, it's not m- my uh, investment strategy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What is your most extravagant food stuff? Ooh, this is a good question. 
my most extravagant food. I'll tell you one thing I had recently was it was a jar of Sicilian pistachio spread that cost like 30 bucks. Wow. And I ate most of it with my hands. <laughs> so You can't afford spoons at that point. Uh, no, exactly. No. It's one in, one out. Spoons got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got to make tough choices. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, that's you want to w- weigh in on that? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. If I spend that much on food, you want to get into your mouth as quickly as possible, right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you you have a cost to time ratio. <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> yeah. so, right? I mean, why? Why? Some people might want to savor it. Say, oh, it's a thirty-three dollar can of spread. I better let this sit. My mother used to eat a score bar, which at that point was extravagant, and it would be in the freezer for a year. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I mean? respect that so much. <laughs> Just a little part, and then that would be her treat for the night. Oh, the restraint. <laughs> the restraint That's was beautiful. impressive. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. 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 I would just like to clarify that uh, eating spread off your hands and savoring something are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. I have a Fair follow-up point. question. <laughs> what, were you doing one finger? Were you doing full bear paw into it? How, how were you getting from jar to hand to mouth? All of the above, Griffin. <laughs> I, no, I would mostly do like one finger around the edge and yeah. uh, try to keep it looking like nobody was ever there. <laughs> that's, the, that's the game. Yeah. Are you over the sink or are you enjoying a television program? It's with the fridge door open because <laughs> if the door is still open, then it doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> Tell yourself, I'm going to put it back in there any second now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm almost done. I'm yeah. Right, right. right. Well. I'm still foraging for the thing I'm going to <laughs> well, now, Emmy, uh, what is something that uh, we were talking about kind of nerdy stuff, and I get you don't like comic book movies, don't tell Griffin, but uh, you once described it as Happy Meal Toys fighting on a rock, I think, is the most of comic movies for you, which is fine. Um, but uh, what is something that you, uh, yeah, don't tell Griffin, uh, what is something that you kind of nerd out about? What would be like your thing that just you would talk about no matter what, given an opportunity, you'd, you'd bring it up? Oh my, it's so fun. It's truly like almost anything else. There's very little I don't <laughs> like in the world. I just can't follow those movies because I didn't read comic books growing up. Yeah. So to me, it's like, it's a lot of like hot, ripped people and it feels like, just hours of like, yeah, and I just, it's not a movie to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. I need a nice kitchen and uh, Kathy Bates for it to be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what do you make? Because I feel like you would have some feeling on this. What do you make of that, Detective Pikachu? I mean, is, are you Detective Pikachu? Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Uh, no, I won't. Uh, what kind of answer is this? I'm lying to everybody. I won't see it, and um, I wish everybody everybody luck with their <laughs> lunch boxes and backpacks yeah. and I mean, whatever else may come from. I that look movie. at that thing and I think, okay, it's a cat, and then I move on. You think I, he could choose a cat? I don't know what it is, but I'm saying I'm at the age where I can opt out of certain things. Yes. And I, I, I decide to opt out of Pokemon and Pikachu, whatever that is. It's fine. I yes. also opt out of avocado toast. It's oh, fine. Yes. I don't need to participate in that. That's like you good. said, matcha culture. I opt out. Yes, yes. It's the uh, greatest thing about becoming old. That's so true. It's yeah. so true. Yes. Because when I was younger, I used to feel like I needed to know everything about everything. Of course. And yeah. was just lying 
dying constantly. <laughs> so it's nice yep. to be able to say now that uh, I'm on a tea reviewing website, and that's kind of how I'm spending my time. It's called Steepster. <laughs> Wait, this is an actual thing? <laughs> Steepster. And yes. uh, do you have a, a, a username on there that we should look for? Steep Doggy Dog <laughs> is my username, and I think I'm the only person on this website, so you shouldn't have a hard time finding <laughs> we should me. Be able to do. I just got back from uh, Iceland, humble brag, and uh, they have a lot of nice teas there. The teas made out of moss. Whoa, whoa, yeah. tell me about I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah, well, you've got to get on there for the steep stir. Maybe I can send you some. Wait, did you try it? Yeah, it's very a little salty, a little earthy, Ooh. a little taste of the ocean. Ooh. Yeah. Mosses. You like a salty tea? I don't know if I've had a salty tea. Well, I've had a malty tea. I don't mean to just like <laughs> rhyme, like be like, "Oh, is that close?" But it's uh, there's a fermented black tea called puer. That's like, oh yeah, it's like the Guinness of teas. Yes, and it's rich and malty, Thick. and I recommend it to everybody. Tastes a little like dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I actually like drink that tea, and I, I always freak out when Whole Foods doesn't have it. Oh my I get God. the chocolate puer. Ooh, it's ooh, apparently 3,000 years old. Yes. They sell it by the <laughs> nest. It's like it comes in like, like a, it looks like a bird's nest, and they auction them off in China. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I wish I could. You break off a little piece of it and put it in the tea bag. Bingo. Yes. I've never yeah. felt so understood. <laughs> I, I feel you. I'm telling you, we're all the same. It's so and it's, it's really exciting to find that, isn't it? Um, uh, now, uh, with, the, with the album, it is called Party Nights, right? Yes. And that's going well? Uh, yeah, I think so. It comes yeah. out in a couple of weeks. Oh, I thought it already came out. They have been airing a clean version of it on Sirius's uh, Laugh USA. <laughs> Every, yep. You all know Most that Most of town. us tune into that, yep. yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's been playing uh, uh, everything but the parts where I yell about my pubic hair, pretty much. I've <laughs> uh, been good. playing on uh, this radio station. So some people have heard some parts of it, and the whole thing comes out on May 28th. Great. Yes. Well, I think uh, that's terrific. Yeah, Thank sure. You. Party yeah. nights. It's going to be very fun. Yeah. That's great. I think uh, Kid Pepsi and I will listen to the uh, clean version oh, so good. we yes. can avoid yeah. what you were talking about. There's plenty of clean stuff for everybody. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, well, Emmy Blotnick, everybody. It's been a joy to have you here. Thank you. Can you stay? You need to run? You okay? Okay. Sit. All right. Good. Okay. Uh, our next guest, oh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, and otherwise, uh, it's just spectacular that she's here, a uh, talented actor and performer. Uh, she can currently uh, be seen on the CW's In the Dark, Lindsay Broad, ladies and gentlemen. You can come up there. Do you need a hand there? Okay. My goodness. And we're great and good. There it is. Thank you, everybody. That's great. The Deep Night Dancers. I Lindsay. I like, feel my husband's anxiety that I'm going to be like a major letdown after the last two people. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Lindsay, uh, when I first contacted you, uh, you said, will it be okay? I'm going to be very pregnant. Yeah, I said, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Right. And I said, quite the contrary. We seek out pregnant women to be on this show. Right. And uh, you are the second uh, person. How far along are you? I'm 30 and a half weeks. Yep. You're the second person to be right around that same time. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think that's the sweet spot. I got a, and uh, my dad called me a couple weeks ago, I guess, when you had put the show online. Yeah. And he was like, I got a Google alert that you're, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm, I think it's, it's like a live podcast. Yeah. He said, yeah, I just thought it was really funny because you're going to show up and just be like, just like big, giant, pregnant Lindsay. And I was like, <laughs> what? What do you think I look like? <laughs> That's a little yeah. hurtful. 
is I what thought it is. So. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, gosh. Uh, I'm sorry you have to deal with that. But uh, uh, I hope, <laughs> and I hope if you go into labor, because uh, sometimes my voice is at the right frequency. Okay. Uh, but your husband is here, and we'll get you it's out. It's like a barometric the, pressure change. It is very much like that. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, Lindsay, here's the thing. I reached. I'm saying everybody here tonight. I believe in destiny. I do. Mm-hmm. And all the people that are here tonight, all the guests, we all have some connection. I saw uh, Griffin in the basement. I saw Emmy in a basement about six years ago. And uh, <laughs> Samus is going on to do some things that are in an area that I'm familiar with. But uh, uh, you, I had reached out uh, quite, quite uh, out of the blue, really, other than to say that you were a talented performer and I knew you were an actor and you were in some things alike. You were a real villain on The Office trying to separate Jim and Pam. People really came at you for that. Still <laughs> That's quite a legacy. And uh, you've been on some other shows. But then we're, we're corresponding a little bit the other day. It turns out we spent time in the same place. Beyond that, we went to the same high school. That's really wild. I mean, that's true. We had no idea. And it's not like our high school has a lot of illustrious graduates. No, it's Samuel Barber, a couple of psychics in Los Angeles. The guy who was on Dawson's Creek. Oh, Kerr Smith, yeah. Kerr Smith. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was in shows with him. And, uh, and us. It, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be up there on the Hall of Fame. They're in the loft above the stage. There was a wall that said, who's on Kerr now? Because <laughs> I guess he was in a production of The King and I. <laughs> I was in that production. <laughs> and that was like the big story. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I don't know was... if I quite made my mark on. Yeah, we didn't have it up there. No. No, that's okay. I don't think you need to be markered up there. <laughs> in the um, but a guy, uh, it was so crazy to me that this, we would have this connection and we had this experience that was common. Uh, you said it was kind of a dark time there, though. It wasn't a dark time. I just feel like I was, like, looking back, I feel like I was woefully underappreciated in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would have been appreciated? How would that have manifested? I, I don't know. Like, literally <laughs> anything that I wanted to have happen yeah. happened, basically. Yeah. And just, you know. Sure. But I, I had a generally nice time. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Well, I reached out to one of our mutual teachers oh, uh, in advance of the show, uh, and I said, <laughs> hey, do you remember Lindsay at all? I think she was class of such and such, and uh, uh, got right back to me, English teacher <laughs> of yours. <laughs> and uh, she said, oh, uh, uh, Lindsay, uh, unforgettable. A laugh, okay. a, a laugh that would light up the room. Oh. Serious about her work on the stage. Okay. That's pretty good. That's nice to hear. So I was wondering, in addition, uh, well, you weren't in The King and I, but what were the other shows that you were doing there? Oh, what well, was the stage I played, stuff? I believe, sh- I, was, I believe she directed. I was Mother Gibbs in Our Town. Oh, sure. You know. Grover's every, Corners. Every 16-year-old's dream. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. I really peaked junior year of high school. I played yeah. Liesel von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Oh yes, well you you have that kind of a look. And then senior year they did My Fair Lady and they made me the maid and I quit. You you walked out. <laughs> I just emotionally was not prepared to handle that at seventeen. Sure, sure. So yeah, that's about it. So not not a spectacular. It doesn't time sound on like I was. It doesn't sound like I was quite the star that you were. Not a lot. Well, thank you. <laughs> I <laughs> did play the lead in quite a few numbers uh, there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they wrote about me up on the walls, but I'm sure it was positive and not sex-related, but mostly probably about my performance. You know, stunning in Brigadoon. Yeah. Bringing down the house in Oklahoma. Oh. <laughs> Who were you in Oklahoma? I was Will. 
okay. Yeah, pretty that's decent. Nice. That's a good. That's comic is that relief. Junior year, sophomore year. Oh year gosh, I don't. I think that was probably sophomore. It's like a good part for a sophomore. Guy. Oh, great part, yeah. great part. Then of course <laughs> uh, the Music Man, where I played the Music Man. Okay, yeah, you had a very different high school experience than I did. If you I were did. Harold Hill and the Music Man, I did. I did. I was great. Do you go back to the reunions and everything? I do. Yeah, yeah. I keep in touch with a lot of people from high school. Yeah. Would you say, though, that you learned anything there that you still draw on today? Oh. Like uh, as an actor or anything? Oh, as an actor? Yeah. Have a, have a thick skin. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. For the critics, you yeah. mean. Yeah. Just rejection. The Henderson rejection. critics were yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> school newspaper. Yeah. Yep. No, that's true. You got to be tough. Got to be tough. You got to be tough to be up there. I know yeah. it. I got mostly glowing reviews, but it's true. You do have to be concerned with that. So you can't get a big head about anything either. That's the other good lesson to learn. Uh, uh, now, um, you're on the show now. I am. The, yeah. The, on the CW. Yes. We just have a lot of superhero things. Yes, this yeah. is not that. This was known for a while as the Blind Infomaniac Detective Show. Right, the show is called In the Dark. Yeah. And it does not star Vin Diesel. No. No. Because uh, he was in some shows where he was blind. Sure. I think Pitch Perfect. Is that what it's called? Pitch yeah. Black. Pitch Black. Sorry, yes. <laughs> Pitch Perfect Black is what I'd like to see, where the aliens are only drawn out by a cappella music. And then <laughs> Vin Diesel has to fight them back with a... Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, now, this is about a blind woman who solves mysteries. What does she do? She is uh, solving the mystery of the disappearance of her best friend, right. who no one else is convinced is actually dead. And uh, you play... She's convinced she found his body. Right. And she's also an alcoholic, and I play her bartender. <laughs> you play her bartender, <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, that's a name I don't trust. <laughs> do you know anybody named Chelsea? Like contemporaries? I'm like horrified if I do, but I don't believe I no, do. No, see, I didn't know. We had a lot of the Jessicas, a lot of the Michelles. Yeah. But the Chelsea, that came kids. later, and so that, I'm not trusting of that name. Yeah. But anyhow, so now listen, I don't uh, watch a lot of the mysteries, but my wife has seen every episode of Murder, She Wrote. Okay. So I have a kind of sense for what's going on here. Okay. And uh, coupled with my distrust of Chelsea anyway, I think you may have done it. I guess you'll just have to wait and find out. <laughs> The I'm only close. Alert you that have means is that I'm, I'm close. In my last episode. So. <laughs> oh, right, right. Now, did you have any bartending experience? Yeah, I bartended. Actually, you were talking. You brought up Tim Robbins. I used to work right around the corner when the back room opened, which was Tim Robbins' bar. Oh. He owned a bar, but for a while, it was open only to his friends. So it was only serving like. Robert De Niro and Sean Penn yeah. and like his wife and his children would be around. I he, think that was about the same period of time. He, he really has a thing for just keeping it in the family. I just was reminded of a story I have to share. Yeah, okay. So I had to go over to his place once for rehearsal. Yeah. And I got there and then I saw the, the board, I, you know, the buzzer outside the apartment building. And I was like, oh, he's a famous person. His real name's not going to be on here. I don't know what to ring. So then I looked, and there was, like, one apartment that was uh, Tim Dobbins. <laughs> so I went, well, that's sloppy. I mean, who's that? If you've made it this far, and you know he lives in this building, clearly that's him just changing one letter. So I texted just to say, hey, just double-checking, the button I should be ringing is... 
Tim Dobbins, right? And he said, no, I'm like John Hurwitz. There's just a guy who lives above me whose name is Tim Dobbins. And it was wow. literally the apartment above was a guy who's just some weird alternate reality version. It gets weirder. So at the bar, people would always come in looking for him. And he was often there. But it was very confusing because his best friend was the head bartender. And his best friend looks exactly like him. His name was Frank. He looked exactly like him, but maybe six to seven inches shorter. And so people would always think that it was him and get very confused. But they were it was his like best friend from the time he was 21. So I don't know. Maybe Frank was Tim Dobbins. And it was just like an elaborate. That would be amazing. Anyway. And he lives in the same building and he looks like him. And he goes to the same bar. That would just be fun to do for a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> if I looked like somebody, I guess there's that. That's the piece of my plan that doesn't hold up. But <laughs> we could have some fun. <laughs> what was your signature drink? I mean, I was horrible, horrible bartender. I got fired from every bartending <laughs> job I ever had. I also bartended at Joe's Pub. Oh yeah. And I yeah. that was like the worst job you could possibly hire me to do because you would have to make all of the drinks in a 10-minute span, and yep. then you just kind of sat around the rest of the time. But I was, like, very bad at my job. <laughs> so I, I always figured I had, like, a four-month grace period in any bartending job. <laughs> I get hired for being relatively charming, and then I get fired after four months, and we would all understand why it happened. And <laughs> there were yes. no hard feelings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and now, when, how, when's the due date? Is it coming up soon? Yeah, July. July. You already have a child. I have a child, yeah. This will be the second one. And that child is a championship crawler? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. He is the New York City Diaper Derby champion. Well, for now, because I'm assuming the next Diaper Derby, he won at the end of last June, so I'm assuming the new one is coming up. But as it stands now, he's a New York City diaper. He was an incredible crawler. Yeah. And he crawled for a very long time. And what do you get, diapers or something for that? We got absolutely nothing other than a Lucite trophy. Oh, well, but I think in the still. long run, that's going to kind of stand the test. Like, he now, he's, he's a two-year-old with a trophy. Yeah. So I don't know where to go from here. But, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's a fun way to start out. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, we need every advantage <laughs> possible to us. That would be good. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have a traditional Pennsylvania birth, or are you going to do something different? You're going to go... <laughs> In Amish country? Yeah. Um, uh, something probably involving uh, I'm hot hoping pretzel? I, uh, uh, down by the banks of the Brandywine? I don't really have a birth plan. I'm hoping I make it to the hospital on time because last time he was almost born in an Uber. So That's the thing, isn't My it? My goal is to just not have the baby in an Uber yeah. or yeah. in the bathroom of my house. Yes, no. They're both yeah. of those things. My OBGYN pro- told me that I should watch home births on YouTube just in case and that yeah. freaked me out enough that I'm probably just going to I don't know. Yeah. Did you do all the birthing classes and all that stuff? We did you? it the first time. Yeah. They show you the water birth? They no, show you that I, video? I have no interest in watching uh, anyone else's birth. Yeah. I don't want to watch my own birth. Like, <laughs> no, no, I get it. Yeah, my husband yeah. wanted to bring a video camera and I was like, I will never want to see that again. That's a curious choice. So. Yeah. I, I think though, if I could do anything, if I could go back in time, I would try to get myself a water birth. For you? Yeah. You want to just swim out? Some people want to alter the course of history and kill different people, but I just want to have a water birth so I'd be a better <laughs> swimmer. They say that you swim, that you, that actually if you put a baby under four months in yeah. water, they swim. Yeah. I would never test that theory. <laughs> no, it's but a bad, bad thing to test. Yeah. yeah. At least a hard thing to test. Uh, you know. Yeah. 
It yeah. depends whose baby. Yeah. If it's your baby. Well, yeah. still, it feels weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this right now. No water birth. Yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, uh, well, that'll be exciting. And uh, the the other the the child's excited for the second. Yeah, in as much as he understands what's going on. Yeah. But he yeah. he seems excited. Yeah. I'm excited. He, he likes the idea of a baby. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I mean, he barely speaks English, so you know, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see what he actually understands. When the yeah, baby he's really out, coasting on that award, isn't he? You know, yeah. I never thought I'd birth an athlete, but I <laughs> have in fact done that. So. Well, now you have to keep up with it. It's so great. Um, oh, well, uh, uh, the, the show uh, In the Dark yes. is now on broadcast. It's happening now. Yeah, it's on Thursday nights on the CW at 9, but you can also stream, I believe you can stream the whole season up till now on the CW app. Yes. I, I would hope so. And it will be on I Netflix. I love streaming on apps. I just love it. <laughs> I if I get an app and I can stream, it's like, oh, thank goodness. I get some of my tea, put in a bath bomb. I'm good for the night. <laughs> That's great. Lindsay brought everybody. So can you stay up here? Can you stay? Okay. That's great. So good. And maybe we'll, we'll go down to a reunion sometime together. That would be fun. Sure. Um, okay. Our, our final performer of the evening and of the season, ladies and gentlemen, is a wonderful performer, a rapper. Uh, she just got a, a postdoctoral fellowship at Brown University. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Samus. There we go. Give you the handshake first. Grab a mic. Thanks, everybody. Samus, how are you? I'm, um, can I be honest with you? Yes. So, somebody on this stage yeah. may or may not have been talking shit about Philadelphia <laughs> while I was sitting right next to them working on my dissertation. Uh -oh. I won't name names. Uh oh. But it definitely set the tone for the evening. Um, but, uh, well, you know, I'm, well. doing, I'm doing great. How are all of you doing? Good? Good. Good. That's good. It's well, good to see y'all up here. Yes. <laughs> so, so nice. <laughs> you drove up from Philly. I uh, did. Today. Your adopted city. Yes. Uh, your adop great your, place. Well, yeah, it's okay. Uh, you know, we grew up near there, too. So, yeah, yeah. Mm, you know, we, we've been there. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, the shade continues. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. It's come up a lot. Wow. Anyhow. You're just laying it on. <laughs> I'm not even from Philly, and I feel like I have to stand up for Philly. Well, see, you see what I have here? Philly tarot cards. Oh, that's beautiful. So you got Ben Franklin. You got uh, Philly Fanatic. All those oh, kind of things. So I honor the Philadelphia okay. spirit in okay. all ways every day of my life. Uh, but now, uh, congratulations. You just finished your dissertation. Just about. I actually was working on it in the corner, some edits. Um, so tonight I'll be sending it off to my committee, and we'll see what happens. How about that? Yeah, that's a terribly exciting. Uh, congratulations. Uh, it's a big deal. And uh, what, is the, what is the idea of the thing? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I go on tour a lot, and people will ask me about my dissertation quite a bit because I yeah. complain about it so much. You don't much. have to I talk mean, about it. Um, but it's, if I can say it in a... In a in a sentence, it's about the politics of community recording spaces. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Places where people can go and uh, express themselves. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's uh, uh, wonderful to do. And you're doing it while also touring all the time. Mm -hmm. And you're on this uh, show, The New Negroes, as well, yes. featured on that, which is on Comedy Central. And uh, my question to you is, how are you managing all of that? Do you have some kind of self-care routine? No. No. 
You're no. just full on tired all the time. I'm exhausted. Do you have a self care routine? I feel like you. I have several. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you dish? <laughs> I mean, please give sure. me something. Crystals play a big part of it. You oh. got to charge them up. I okay. tend to a lot of plants. Okay. Uh, that all I find it very therapeutic. Wow. Uh, I'll take all kinds of baths with flowers, pine needles, all kinds of oils. Uh, I make oh essential oils. It's all of the. You know, sometimes just making something can really be uh, therapeutic to me. And that's not. Exactly Exhausting, all not of if it's not like there's no pressure to it. There, okay. You know, it's not something for the public. Just something for me. Oh, personal, some you yeah. time. Like if I had to make a little figure that looked like myself. Right, which we all do. Which we all do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be very relaxing. I'm familiar to me. with that. Uh, well, uh, and then uh, this postdoctoral thing—that just sounds like more school to me. But congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I, yep. I think. Yep. Yeah. Then you're going to be what, like a doctor plus? Yeah, I think it's like. Well, I, I just learned that there was, like, more school, that there was, like, another level. So yeah. I thought when you turned in the yeah. dissertation, it was like, oh, you're done. But yeah. then while I've been in grad school, I've met all these postdocs and was like, well, what's that? And people oh. were like, it's more school. But you're not actually, you're not like the professor yet. It's like you got some downloadable content to extend, extend the game. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's okay. a great analogy. Okay. And you're <laughs> going to be going up to Brown. Yes. Which is wonderful. You know, I spent some time up there in Providence. You've just been everywhere. I have been everywhere. I've lived a marvelous life. <laughs> but uh, uh, Providence is great. You know, you know, as they say about Providence, if you thought Philly was okay... Providence is also fine. Oh, I love to hear that. <laughs> well, see, I'm from Ithaca, they, New York. I'm from upstate yes, New York. Yeah. So anything else is fine. Yeah. Anything yeah. else is great. Yeah. I love everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty well, psyched. Do you that. feel like your music will kind of deepen and change as you investigate different things there in Providence? I don't know. I don't know how much stuff I'll be investigating yeah. um, in Providence, but I'll definitely when I end up in kind of small towns or small places, I go inward. I yeah. watch a lot of Netflix. Um, I'm on the internet a lot, so I think my music will reflect things that people are talking about on the internet, on on the interwebs or whatever cool Netflix shows are on. Well, if you can break away for for a little bit and get out to Providence, one thing you'll notice: ghosts. A lot of ghosts. Really? A lot of that ghosts. That was not in my brochure. Well, wait. Yeah, you'll hear it. You'll hear the uh, carriage going down Benefit Street, and you oh, think, geez. what is that? Is that a... Look out the window. <laughs> yep. Yep. Watch for it. Okay. And then if you need something to eat, go over to Jeff's and get a large jug's. It's not a great name sandwich, uh, <laughs> you know, in this time. But right. uh, it's, it's a sandwich that should be me too, probably. But it's a, it's a yeah, really good I'm sandwich. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe. It's a good sandwich, so go ahead and order that. Um, but growing up in Ithaca, it strikes me, I don't know a lot about it, but it seems like it's kind of a nerdy place, uh, cold, and yes. a lot of people indoors, as you said, retreating inside, doing things. You, you were a little bit nerdy growing up? Yeah, I was super nerdy growing up. So my parents are from, my mom's from Western Africa and my dad's from Central Africa. And so we lived in this town. And so I, I felt like an alien all the time. There weren't a lot of like African folks there. So me and my brothers, we just like made up our own universes. I played a lot of video games. I didn't yeah. go outside. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, specifically the one Metroid uh, played a part. And that's where you, where you get the, the alter ego of Samus. Yes. Right. And uh, you, you sometimes perform with a, a, a appendage 
Yeah, with my, like, my trusty arm cannon. Oh, which oh you brought it I've with you. Okay. So you got the arm cannon. Yeah. And uh, that, that video really spoke to you in some way. I've never played it. Is it a, just an adventure kind of a thing? Well, yeah, but then there's this amazing plot twist. So um, as a kid playing this, this was on like the original Nintendo, just yeah. a couple buttons. I was playing it with my brother, and in the game, the main character's in this armor suit. You can't tell what they look like. When they get to the end of the game, the armor suit comes off, and you learn that this character is a woman. And there were not like playable women characters at that time. It was right. like Daisy, you know, that you could save over and over again, and then she would leave. So like I was so excited to have a character, and the fact that she was like such a badass like that really empowered me and I felt like I too can be an intergalactic bounty hunter someday which I've become so it's really exciting (laughs) full circle that's pretty great uh uh I love it. And I was listening to a lot of the songs and everything. And uh, one of the songs you have is that, uh, talking about having heroes mm-hmm. and specifically for black girls yes. growing up. There weren't a lot. Has that changed a little bit now, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, so I saw Black Panther. I was on tour in the UK yeah. um, with a tour mate of mine who kind of brought me into the like nerd hip hop fold. And so it was really cathartic being in that theater and seeing all these like amazing chocolatey women on the screen. And I was like, as a little kid, this would have changed my whole life. This would have changed. This was a game changer. So even as an adult, it feels really, really great. I mean, there's obviously room for growth, but I'm really excited for the place that we're moving. And I think the Internet enables a lot of that. Like yeah. if, if big studios or other you know, places won't, support that then people are doing things on their own and people are showing that there's an interest there even if it's DIY yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's inspiring very in that way. inspiring yes. yeah it makes yeah. me feel good yeah and you do a lot of activism and all that it's really wonderful stuff that you're, that you're doing well thank you and I love your podcast the Zero Suits do you it's such a shitty operation I cannot well, it believe it doesn't, doesn't come across that way wow oh, I, just kidding yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, recipes very, for, good, uh, yeah. for, for pursuing the creative path <laughs> as, as, as everybody here has done you know ways and yes. tools and thinking about the creative life yeah uh, so uh, that to me is a little bit of you're talking about self care in that way too it's, uh, I never helpful. thought about it like that. Wow, yeah. you're really well, you're kind of a guru with this. I'm pretty good at it. My God. Uh, now, <laughs> now, what uh, we we talked about? Uh, would you like to do a, a number? Would you like sure, to perform? I'll do a little ditty. Okay, Can let's I do, do a song. Let's close Great. out the show with a big song. You want us to stay up here? Sure, if you'd like. Uh, maybe it'll be a little okay. awkward. I don't know if you don't mind me gesticulating in front of you. Well, actually, the dancers were doing that, so you're used to it. <laughs> we, we've become accustomed. Okay, great. So I'll give you a little, um, just kind of intro to the song. So this song is about growing up in upstate New York and being the only little black girl in most of my classes and all these white dude bros being like, oh my God, I can't handle it. You're much smarter than I am. Um, And so I made a song called Mighty Morphine as a fuck you to them because they couldn't handle my complexity. So I'm going to do that and I brought my arm cannon because the song is about being into lots of different shit and I'm into video games. So here's this. So if you can cue up the track. Oh, great. Sounds so good. How's everybody doing? Great! Uh, uh, Hey! As a little kid, wasn't really rap tight. Yeah, they always said I was trying to act white. Even though I'm black like night without a flashlight. 
guess they'd rather have me dragging on the crack pipe. Don't enunciate, or you're an Oreo. Drink Cavassier, do a little choreo. Better not be corny though, better start the party like you Mario. Yeah, entertain me like the Mori show. Don't get me wrong, I swear I really love to dance. And when I'm home, I get jiggy in my underpants, yes. I pretend I'm popping rubber bands. I will clap my booty like I've got a pair of other hands. Damn, and if I really feel the beat, I get down. Like when I'm hearing Billy Jean, got my drink and my two step, no respectability. Move my back to some future like my favorite trilogy. Then on Tuesday, listening to Shoe Gaze, two days later, I'll be shaking it to two chains, souffle, jiggling to Lupe, Batman on Bruce Wayne. If it don't compute, then I'm chucking up the deuce. I'm not one thing. I'm not two things, I'm not three things, no, I'm not four things, I am more things than I'm reporting, let's not force it, I'm mighty morphing, yeah, I'm not one thing, I'm not two things, I'm not three things, no, I'm not four things, I am more things than I'm reporting, let's not force it, I'm mighty morphing, and if you want to kick it like punting, better get one thing straight, I'll run things, Jay, I could fill a couple seats at my shows, I don't play, I shuffle to the beat of my own 808s, yeah, I let my hair breathe, I let my fro bounce, I'm feeling carefree, then I get a blowout, till next week, box break, they gon' stress me cause I'm looking foxy, I like to wear about four packs, they say my hair grows so fast, yeah they appear to know no black, so when I hear them I roll past, I put a filter on low pass, don't ask, yeah, I'm a higher order organism, I enjoy E40 but I also fuck with Joy Division, I desire a shorty I can talk into a poor decision, I love a conversation all about the fourth dimension, a wrinkle in time was my favorite book. I remember age nine was insatiable. Yeah, at the table nook, other kids would stay and look. And I knew that when I grew up, I would say the hook. I'm not one thing, I'm not two things. I'm not three things, no, I'm not four things. I am four things and I'm reporting. Let's not force it. I'm mighty morphing, yeah, I'm not one thing. I'm not two things. I'm not three things, no, I'm not four things. I am more things than I'm reporting. Let's not force it, you repeat after me. I'm mighty morphin. I'm mighty morphin. I'm mighty morphin. Ah, I'm fucking mighty morphin. single person in this room is a complex human being. You can like to twerk, and you can like to read, and you can like to play video games, and you can like to play board games, and you can like to play hunger games, and you can like to play reindeer games, and you can like to wear your hair short, and you can like to wear your hair long, and you can like to play with makeup, and you can like to play sports, and you can like to have a lot of sex, and you can like to have no sex at all. None of those things define you. Anybody who denies you your complexity is not your friend, they're your motherfucking enemy. Get rid of them immediately. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. There we go. Samus, everybody. Wow. That's Thank amazing. You. Oh, you don't have a hand. There we go. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's the, that's the note we got to end on. That's terrific. Uh, let's give it up for all the guests tonight. Samus, Lindsay, Emmy, and Griffin to the Deep Night Dancers. Cornelius, thanks to the Slipper Room. And uh, thanks to all of you for being here. 
Uh, it's really wonderful. I'm Dale Seaver. Have a great night. And once again, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, that will do it for us this episode and for this season. My personalized reading this week goes out to you, the listener, and it's merely this. Thank you. From the bottom of my Himalayan salt-encrusted heart, thank you. And lucky numbers this week are whatever you want them to be. It's your time now. And for the last time this season, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced by James Bewley. He's gotten used to answering to the name Dale when people see him. Season 11 podcast icon by Candace Brorsma. Season 11 podcast theme by Zach Gabbard. Music heard throughout the show by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm in Ohio. Season 11 poster artwork contributed by illustrators Catherine Lamb, Maria Wen, Scott Balmer, Ronald Horn Industries, and Laurent Rybick. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on some other fine platform, zip over there and leave us a couple of stars. Uh, this show is weekly with live events every other month at the Slipper Room in Manhattan on the Lower East Side. Thank you for listening and for your kind support. Now with Gaia's blessings, let's seal the portal. <laughs>